I think it can be helpful to include sales touch points in a way, but only if you're trying to optimize those sales touch points against each other. So like sometimes it can be helpful if you create a touch point and you know that particular sequence or cadence they were in, you can kind of compare cadences against each other. But I think it's really not comparing apples to apples if you're saying like comparing a sales call to a webinar. It's not like you're going to stop doing webinars and do more sales calls or vice versa. Hi, everyone. Welcome to the Revenue Growth Architects podcast. It's Chrissy here, and I'm with Charlie and Xander, and we have our special guest, Allison Rouse. Longtime listeners know Allison. She's our chief architect and analyst here at CS2. And we had her on today because we're going to be talking about a very important topic. It's been coming up a lot with clients when they ask the question around funnel metrics and multi-touch attribution and what's the difference between the two and when do you use them? How can they coexist in your analytics repertoire? So really just in the TLDR, it's like, how can we stop confusing both of them? So... We're going to just dive straight into it and start with our kickoff question. So to start, Allison, how do you define and explain multi-touch attribution versus funnel metrics? Yeah, sure. So when we're talking about multi-touch attribution, usually what we're talking about is we have an opportunity, a certain dollar amount, and we have contacts on that opportunity or at the related account who've engaged with various campaigns. And we're trying to attribute credit across all the touch points to give kind of a proportional amount of credit for that opportunity to all the touch points that kind of led up to the opportunity and that occurred during the opportunity. That's how I would define multi-touch attribution is kind of assigning proportional credit to all the touches that were part of influencing that deal. And then in terms of funnel metrics, the way I would define that is typically your funnel starts pre-opportunity. So somebody engages with your marketing campaigns, maybe raises their hand, fills out a demo request, and then we're tying that funnel to whatever it is that led them to that process starting, that sales process starting. And then we're tracking dates. So how long did it take the salesperson to start working the record? How long did it take for the meeting to get set? Once the meeting was set, when did it reach pipeline? And then various stages until it's closed one. And we're date stamping those and tracking when they fall out of the funnel, like maybe they're not ready to purchase after that meetings, so they get recycled. And we track those date stamps so we can see the volume, velocity, and conversion rates across your funnel relative to that single kind of tipping point touch. And so it can also be used as an attribution model in a way in, in that it's mm -hmm. giving credit to that one touch that led to the life cycle starting, but it, it's not giving credit to all the other things that person may have engaged with as they progressed in their sales process. Yeah, totally. I, I think that was a great description of both of them and talking about the difference. I want to pull in Xander because I know, Xander, you had a few clients recently who 
you know, we work on setting up their funnel metrics and or we're, you know, working with them to start that project. And one of their main questions is, well, what about uh, my multi-touch attribution? Or, you know, maybe they already have some reporting like that or they want to start using it and they get a little bit confused as to why they need both. What do you think is the reason behind the confusion for them typically? Yeah, I think that we've all acknowledged that the sales cycle is more than a transactional view of what's the last thing that they did. It started the funnel and they closed the deal in a month and a half. Like that just doesn't happen anymore for most of the organizations that we are definitely working with. And I think a lot of organizations that are listening. So I think that like it gets to be really confusing when you put all of your weight and all of your eggs in the tipping point which is a very interesting data point. I like that we capture that and we can say, well, this is what's working to start the sales cycle. But if you're ignoring the multi-touch side, it is really difficult for clients to be like, well, where should I be investing my money? Because I'm not seeing all of the touch points and I'm not really knowing what's working. On the flip side, if you're prioritizing the multi-touch and you're not prioritizing the funnel metrics, now you're only being able to really see like what eventually turns into an opportunity, but you have no idea why am I not getting more opportunities? You have no metrics to be able to lean on to be able to refine that process. So yeah. it's it's when we really start talking about attribution and less about like, what are the other metrics that I really need to be able to optimize in order to make that attribution even matter? Yeah. Do you think there's anything else to add there, Allison, that you see as well? Like why people just really get kind of confused or intertwined the two. Yeah, I mean, I would say that they're used for two different purposes. And I think yeah, everyone wants a tool that kind of tracks everything. So one thing, too, like we always tell people is don't just hang your hat on one metric. Look at multiple metrics because some of your campaigns aren't going to be MQL drivers. They're not going to be tipping point drivers. They're going to be more once an opportunity is in play, like velocity drivers. And so your funnel metrics are really good at identifying the MQL drivers and where the bottlenecks are, whereas your multi-touch attribution is really good at identifying, you know, other campaigns that may be impactful in a different way in terms of like deal velocity or conversion rate um, once that funnel has already started. So I think it's just like a lot of folks want to use one thing for everything when it's you know two different use cases two different ways to measure one for more revenue planning and then one for more like campaign optimization yeah it really comes down to what are you trying to do and what questions right. are you trying to answer right and i think people often try to to alison your point they try to get kind of a one size fits all or a one tool that can do it all. Like you hear a lot of questions like we've got visible or a multi-touch attribution tool. Like we should be able to just use that for our funnel data or we just have like our funnel data, which we're tying, you know, a lead source to, can we use that to optimize all of our campaigns? And like, yeah. it's kind of the wrong way of thinking about it because they're both completely tackling different questions and trying to give you a model to understand kind of how things are working to be able to further optimize. Like the final data, if you're just using that, you can, it can often have a few biases in there based on you know what generally is that tipping point. You know, some campaigns and channels kind of more closely or kind of more commonly attach themselves or happen before that 
to sales or is the trigger before ha- handing over to sales. And others are more like happen during the middle of the funnel or closer to the purchase that may not be end up being that tipping point to hand over to sales. So that's where the multi-touch data needs, needs to come into play. So it really, really does come down to just thinking strategically around what questions we're we trying to answer here and what is the best way to answer them. Totally. Does anyone, I know yesterday we were talking about like a good analogy for the two. Does anyone want to say like, what do they think their best analogy or, you know, using one versus the other or analogy for how to describe a multi-touch attribution? Because I feel like for some folks is like being able to just recall this is like, okay, when you're posed a question, like how do I pick the right tool at hand? Or what is the best way to like describe this to my CMO? Because I think that's one thing too, where there tends to be a trip up is, and maybe I'll take this one, but like (laughs) from, I see one of the biggest things that usually happens is from an exec level down, or like at least at the exec level, they're thinking more around their board sides and they can't, you know, they're thinking, okay, how can I just attribute you know, categorically, how can I like bucket our pipeline and show where is this coming from? And so they're always thinking about that from like a funnel metrics is one, two, they're presenting volume. They're usually also looking at velocity. Hopefully if they're not, they're missing a big piece of the puzzle and they are looking at conversions down funnel, but then they also then want to show, okay, well, out of all the pipeline we created, how can we just show what teams are driving that? Which we've talked about this a lot on the podcast, whether that's the right thing to do or not. But I think there's a lot of pressure then from the board to kind of give a general sense for that. So there, I think that execs are always kind of leaning toward that funnel metric of the tipping point on ops. So you can actually kind of bucket those to see like what started that that life cycle, which is a good metric, in my opinion, like if you're very early on, and you just need that kind of directional data to categorize your pipeline of where it's coming from. I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I think that's a good thing. But I think then the same in the same way companies need to realize, well, once you get multi touch attribution data, that's probably not something you want to bring to your board. Like, it's really just around how we can look at the, you know, multi the journey, showing multiple steps on that journey. Tipping point is just like, what's that step, that one step that they took before the life cycle actually started? What made them sales ready? And then that gen, what pipeline got generated out of that? So I think for everyone to recall is like multi-touch attribution is giving you that full buyer journey. It's that picture. It's showing all the, the milestones and steps of that picture for the journey that they took. But then for, you know, the funnel metrics and using that tipping point source on the opportunity, it's really just that one step that they took right when they started their journey. So there's like multiple steps versus that one step. If I had one thing I'll add to that, though, is it's it's the one step when it comes to the attribution component to funnel metrics. But then there's the the buying stage steps. And that's what I feel like multi-touch attribution does a really bad job of is like optimizing the the actual kind of selling process, like the sales process. I've had some clients in the past say, can we use our, you know, we, should we create touch points in, in our multi-touch attribution model, include sales touch points? And I'm curious of everyone's opinion here, if you should include sales touch points in your multi-touch attribution model. I've got an opinion, but I'll, I'll save my opinion to see before it, uh, everyone else jumps in. But then 
being able to use either or to be able to really optimize that sales process. So like, should, so I'll pose the question here to the team. What does everyone think around including sales touch points in a multi-touch attribution model? And if you had to choose out of the two, funnel metrics versus attribution, what's the best set of metrics to be able to help optimize the sales process? In terms of the, I'll maybe take it the reverse. So in terms of the best to optimize the sales process, I would say funnel metrics, because that's where you're able to see where the bottlenecks are, where the delays are, what's not converting and what is, even at like the rep level, who's doing the best job. So you can slice and dice your funnel metrics by campaign, by rep. So that's really the best tool for measuring the sales process. And I think that's the true value. Like the tipping point is interesting and important and good if that's, you know, you're just starting out and you don't have a multi-touch attribution model. I think it's good for assigning credit. And then in terms of including sales touch points. So like my view is that the funnel metrics are more of an executive level metric because you can see that volume velocity conversion rate. You can see improvements easily. It's fairly mathematical. <laughs> but on the attribution side, it's more of an of a marketing practitioner's tool to optimize their campaigns. And so that's part of the reason I don't like including sales touch points because really it's about relative performance and similar campaigns and looking at you know which channels are performing better than others on the dimension of like a win rate or velocity or total attribution and kind of moving around your budget accordingly across different channels and different tactics within those channels. I think it can be helpful to include sales touch points in a way, but only if you're trying to optimize those sales touch points against each other. So like sometimes, well, it, it can be helpful if you create a touch point and you know that particular sequence or cadence they were in, you can kind of compare cadences against each other. But I think it's really not comparing apples to apples if you're saying like comparing a sales call to a webinar. It's not like you're going to stop doing webinars and do more sales calls or vice versa. Exactly. And also the sales call, the, the selling process is pretty defined and has steps that you, you always have to go through when you have a sales-led motion. So like, if, whereas the marketing campaigns and channels you can turn them off and put more budget and do different things with them and optimize them. Whereas if you're saying, okay, I'm going to create a sales touch point for every call or every email that sales does, like well, then they're always going to get, you know, a certain degree of you know, attribution just because that's always happening around like opportunity creation and stuff like that. So depending on your model, if you had a model that weights more touch points closer to opportunity creation, then they're always going to get a higher amount of attribution from that. So then it just compete, it completely, like you said, kind of just skews things and it's got biases in there. So it's better to just separate the two, in my opinion. And I totally agree in terms of just optimizing the sales process. You really want to know like the conversion rates between the sell, different sales steps. So like that's going to show you the efficiency of your sales team of pushing through, pushing, you know, leads and contacts into, into customers. And I think if you're using a sales engagement platform, especially like outreach specifically, like there's a lot of 
data that you can just get within that platform to show the effectiveness, like, and even tie it back to opportunities without having that to mess up kind of your own funnel metrics or multi-touch attribution model outside of that tool. So I would suggest like, if you are just trying to look at effectiveness of your sales team, like start with looking into the set of data and reporting that you have within that tool. It's very sales centric. And that's kind of what you're just trying to master in general, like which sequences are getting the most connection rates, like which are actually ending up in meetings and opportunities. And you can report on that there. And we've done that for clients. So definitely just suggest going there. And that's kind of like what we're trying to say is, you know, the the thing with all the analytics, like like you said, there's not like one silver bullet. I think that's a very disappointing thing for a lot of marketing teams to hear because, you know, they have so many things that they are doing day to day just to try and understand their data and having to look in multiple places to answer their questions can be a little bit disheartening, but it is the truth. But we're saying, hey, start with these two, master these two, but also know that maybe you can master one first and we might cover that in a second, but then take your time, like really understand, know that like there's a way to go and find something else that you're looking for. It just might not be all in one place. So, but yeah, so one of the the last things I wanted to kind of cover is kind of on that note of you're looking for different types of sources of data or to answer your questions, but anyone want to hop in with like a question that comes up a lot that you can solve with either your funnel metrics or multi-touch attribution? Because I think this will spur some ideas for practitioners who are listening who get a lot of these questions from the demand gen team or their CMO, but what's common, what's some of the common questions and what type of reporting would you use to help answer that? Can I add to the question a little bit as well? Because I think I'm really curious in everyone's thoughts because it's very related to the type of questions. So I feel like LinkedIn is kind of divided right now or the LinkedIn influencers on attribution where (laughs) there's like a certain group of people that always talk about how multi-touch attribution is like dead, it's unrealistic, you know, software-based attribution is just like stupid, you shouldn't even do it. And the narrative they're pushing is more kind of like, they don't say it like this, but it's more around the funnel metrics. It's like, just kind of like track the tipping point and that don't do multi-touch attribution. Like you should, they even kind of frame it almost like there's big attribution. It's like the corporate attribution, like people out there are trying to force you into their attribution tools. And then, then there's the other side where more recently I've been seeing a lot of people talk a bit about the dumb marketers are like only looking at a single touch attribution model. I think there's that video series, I can't remember what it's called, but the flow or something where they it's like this the the worst marketer in the world video series where he talk, oh, he's Lavender's, got like a video uh-huh. yeah, yeah like about um i feel great because i just have that single touch you know and I, i'm able to optimize everything on that and like their whole point of view is that you should have should have multi-touch attribution so i think i'd love to get people's perspective kind of in that context of like this kind of divide between people like what what do we all think of that? And then back to your Chrissy, Chrissy, your question, like then how do we think about that? And then what questions, like everyone, both sides are kind of right, right? In their own ways. Like what questions can you answer if you're in one camp or the other? And then where's the, where's the middle ground? And that's a beefy question. I'll try and take a <laughs> little bit of a stab at it. Maybe, yeah. maybe give Alice some, some more time to think about it too. But I think that it really comes down to a few things. One, what is the budget that you're operating off of? You know, I have somebody who multi-touch is very, very important because they have a very large 
paid media spend. I have some other folks that don't do any paid media spend and they optimize everything from SEO and doing some events. So their volume is dramatically different than the other volume. And when you start to think about how much money people are spending on top of the funnel, they may not be immediately getting somebody who's sales ready. So I think that the LinkedIn influencers of the world, it's very easy to go one way or another because you're going to get kind of polarity. But I don't think that it is one way or another. And I think that's what we are mostly agreeing on as we talk about this is that there's situations. If I want to really understand, like, what's my ROI on my digital spend? If I'm not seeing that data in a tipping point, I need to have something that is helping me understand that better. And we've solved that for clients, not even getting a new tool. Getting a new tool may get you a lot more data and a lot more visibility into what's working. But you can still piece things together by getting a better UTM strategy, getting a better set of automation on the Salesforce side so you can start to answer some of those questions while you're optimizing the funnel. So for me, it's a it depends. I'm going to be pretty strong on on a recommendation here shortly on on what we should be prioritizing. But, you know, it really you need to go back to like, what's your business strategy that you're really trying to optimize right now? To add to that, too, like. Yeah. So there's like the tippy top of the funnel touch points that might not lead someone immediately to become sales ready that you still want to optimize. There's other touch points that aren't going to be tipping point generators because they happen after the tipping point that you also want to optimize, like certain events or direct mail. And that's where I find multi-touch attribution really helpful because you can look at, okay, of these, you know, direct mail campaigns or these specific you know, events that we're trying to close these deals on, what had the most impact in terms of a win rate? Like this, this dinner that we did influenced 20 closed opportunities, but only two of them were closed one versus this other event that we did influenced maybe just 10 opportunities, but five of them were closed one. So it, even though less volume, better conversion rate or better win rate, so let's start doing more of this kind of event and less of that kind of event. But those, both of those events wouldn't show up in your funnel metrics as tipping points because you're only doing those campaigns once there's the sales process has already started. Yeah. I also think that, so for some of the questions, and I think we mentioned this on the sales cycle, but when I think about funnel metrics versus multi-touch attribution, I, I somewhat, and this isn't like a straight line in the sand, but I almost like to think of multi-touch attribution as a marketer's metric or marketer's like data set. And then when I think about funnel metrics, I think of that as like an operator's set of data. And when I just say that, I don't even just mean marketing ops of people that are helping like operate the business. Because when I think of the questions of like, you know, how good is our scoring model for or the definition for our MQLs? And are those people converting to SALs? Are they being disqualified and recycled? Like that's all something or your velocity rate. Like that's all very telling to your sales process, your lead scoring model, like your marketing ops processes and how things are maybe hitting those bottlenecks where obviously you don't get that with multi-touch attribution. That's really what everyone's kind of saying is like, how do we optimize the actual engagements of our buyer journey and where we're also spending. I think that comes to a lot of it is like the marketers like, oh, okay, I'm just looking at 
my funnel metrics and I'm looking at tipping point, but hey, I just spent a million dollars this year on paid ads and I'm not really seeing that come through. But so my CEO is scratching his head and being like, what the heck did you spend your money on? So then you come and you're in this corner of like, shit, I need something to show that like these are doing something. And so then that's where a marketer then is really leaning on some multi-touch attribution. And I, I will say that they're like now I'm starting to see some tools that are starting to blend in more things that could help with some of the biases. So like hockey stack meme them with recently. And they're also looking at each individual touch point and seeing how that affects the actual conversion rate on its own. And so they can actually, instead of doing a even spread or, you know, this crazy W shaped model, they can actually look at a specific kind of touch point and weigh it differently. If they just remove it, how does that affect the propensity for it to close, which is great. I think that's something that we've always kind of needed marketers need. And then the second thing is they're also blending in things to do self-reported data, like through surveys and stuff like that. And so that's all marketing. That's all for marketing is like, how do I optimize our actual marketing itself? And then for funnel metrics, you get a little bit of that, but it definitely leans more into like, how are things actually operating? Like, how are those people flowing through our funnel? Is there any changes we need to do to help support that? Like, do we change the definition also of like who becomes a, an opportunity and when and so forth? So that's kind of how I like to think about it too. Yeah, there's a lot of business process improvements with the final yeah. data, right? Like even just like, like you said, how are you creating opportunities, right? Like mm-hmm. you're not going to have a, you're not going to help come up with a decision on how to create opportunities in your Salesforce process by using multi-touch attribution data, right? Because no. you're going to see your final data, you're going to see like a low conversion rate or like a higher velocity or like something there that's indicating that like they're either or, or drop off or where maybe there's not even that tie through the funnel because they created an opportunity just from the account object and it's not being tied back to the person. So yeah, there's definitely more of that like core, like I like how you framed that, like the operator data and how we can just, you know, further improve the operationalization of, of our sales process and, and marketing process. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah. One thing that kind of came to mind as well, as we've been talking about this, and I'm curious, push back if the team that you don't agree with me, final data, I think is just inherently a bit easier to analyze. It kind of is a bit more obvious mm-hmm. with the insights that you can pull out of it. Whereas I, from my experience, multi-touch attribution data is like really confuses people and like, Mm-hmm. What model do I use? Like, how do I actually like use this data to make better decisions? Like, yeah. what happens if you know one campaign or or channels like literally touched every every deal? Like, does that actually mean that that was like a good? Like, we should just do more of that and turn everything off, or is there some like bias in there? Like, I think it's a bit harder to to analyze. So, a lot of times, companies they want to just know like, okay, what's the tipping point? How many MQLs did I get from it? How many turned into sales conversation how many turned into pipeline how much turned into close ones like it's quite an easy story to be able to get your head around whereas the multi-touch attribution if you don't have like an analyst or someone who really understands the data you get really caught up in like why did this touch point get 0.3 percent of that opportunity like i think it should have got 0.7 percent because actually like i think this this download is kind of like more impactful than that event or like do you end up just getting hung up on like so many things. Curious what everyone else's experience has been around that. Yeah, I mean, I would I would say 
I when I ever whenever I talk about analytics, I always talk about like exploratory analysis versus explanatory analysis. And with funnel metrics, so exploratory analysis is, you know, diving into the data and kind of figuring out what are the, you know, what are the key insights. And usually like a dashboard is going to help you do that exploratory analysis, but it's not going to do the explanatory part, which is explaining, you know, what the insights are and what the actions you need to take from that analysis. And I think funnel metrics are just much easier for folks to be able to do their own exploratory analysis and find those insights and thus explain than multi-touch attribution because multi-touch attribution is less, all of it's not exact, like exact math, but there is a bit more of an exact math to a conversion rate and velocity than there is with say doing like a lift analysis on a particular campaign using multi-touch attribution. I agree with that. I think it's kind of like what I was saying too. Like I think we now, I think maybe need solutions to help account for some of those biases automatically for marketers and take the guesswork out for them. If you're not going to have a strong analyst there to actually do the work, that's something that we'll do for clients is we'll actually extract like dive into that data, extract like the things that they need to know. And then they can take that further because like they're the ones who actually are creating the campaigns. That's a big part of it too. Like that's where you can, oh, okay, how can we change this? Or what should we invest differently? It's like, you know, sometimes the analyst does it. So there needs to be a partnership there. But I think also, I don't want this to be a commercial for hockey stock because it's just things I've been saying. But one of the things that they're doing too is like, they'll actually have suggestions out to the marketer of like wins based on their data. These are the things that we're seeing and kind of summarizing it for them. And then you can actually take actions to like go run an ad or go, you know, things like that. And I I think that's where I hope the future is going with some of the multi-touch attribution um, tools and data is like, how can we, for the marketer, make this data, like make sense of it for them and to take it further and then also create action. Cause that's, that's essentially what you want to do is like, you want to create action and with all this, you want to create action, but for the marketers, like don't get so it's hard for them to not get confused by it and get bogged down into the data. So you usually need to partner with someone, but then hopefully in the future, these tools are becoming that partner to start those conversations or start spurring those ideas for the market and then they can take it further. So, so yeah. I want to make sure we we get to this last piece. Sander, I know you have, I don't even think it's a hot take. I think it's just a top tip for listeners, but around funnel metrics versus multi-touch attribution. So take it away. Yeah, I think I think that it's pretty obvious where we are standing when it comes to both of these. Our recommendation is to really honor both making sure that you have funnel metrics that you can rely on as well as multi-touch. But if you're coming into your organization or you're getting a a fresh budget to be able to work with and you had both of these that needed work, our recommendation is to master your funnel metrics first. You're going to get the biggest lift. You're going to be able to answer the most questions around how well is my sales and marketing processes working. You're going to be able to get some information when it comes to, you know, what's working from a tipping point perspective. Just make sure that when you communicate that, that you're that you're acknowledging that it's not a complete story. 
-hmm. when you've mastered your funnel metrics and you have something great in place and that's been running for a little bit and you've been able to make some changes to your business, that's when I might start to think about, well, what what should I do for multi-touch? Chrissy, you bring up a really good point. Should I bring in an outside tool? I, I think that the answer sh is probably yes. That's, that's generally going to be a recommendation. You can solve it with, as I mentioned, you can solve it with just your CRM and, and marketing automation platform automation, but you lose access to a lot of the more advanced functionality that an MTA tool does. I think about like anonymous touch points that they're actually mm -hmm. storing those. They can eventually reconnect those and give you a, a more complete picture. But when you're looking at those tools, really trying to figure out like, how do I, how am I actually going to use the data mm -hmm. that I get from multi-touch? Because it, it, it is another opportunity to get bogged down in more details. And you have to ask yourself, if you find out that your favorite campaign that you're running isn't performing the way that you thought it was going to, are you going to take that hard look and change behavior based upon it? If no, there's other ways that you can optimize your marketing that doesn't include bringing in more data that just kind of complicates things and is another vendor that you might have to now defend a budget of. So mm -hmm. I definitely think that you get a more complete picture by having both of them. And, and it's something that I have seen work really, really well for folks, but I've also seen it work just exactly backwards and get mm -hmm. in the way, really figure out like, what is it that I'm going to do to optimize my marketing and, and be more effective and, and more successful start there and then figure out which one it should be. But I'm going to probably say 99% of the time, having a really strong funnel is going to allow you to really optimize as fast as possible. Totally. 100%. All right. Any final words, Allison? Any parting wisdom? feel like we really got into this one, but anything else we left out? I don't think so. Yeah. I think that sums it up. All right. We solved it now. <laughs> well, I think this is a great conversation. I think hopefully that, you know, clears up some of the confusion around funnel metrics and multi-touch attribution. I see it all over LinkedIn and even have gotten some comments before on posts confusing the two. So now I have something to reference. Just send them this episode, right? Yeah. Well, if you enjoyed this episode of the Revenue Growth Architects podcast, Please make sure to share it with a colleague or friend or leave us a review. We love that. And also, you know, we're tackling big questions on the podcast. So if you have one yourself, please send us a short video or shoot us an email at rga at cstmarketing.com. And hopefully we'll cover it on a future episode. So we'll see you next time. Have a good one. Bye.